Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Monday, July 19th. Guess what, you guys? It's Mailbox Monday. It's Mailbox Monday, and you guys are not pulling any punches today, and so neither will I. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. By now, you've heard that I'm running for Congress to replace Jamie Herrera-Butler, representing Washington State's 3rd Congressional District. I'm a wife. I'm a mother. I'm a business owner. I'm an author and a speaker, and I've lived in this district for a very long time. And I am asking you for the honor to represent you in the House of Representatives. We've got some huge deadlines coming up for fundraising. We need to take this country back. We were once the party of ideas, you guys, but we have devolved into a cult of personality, and we have lost our way. I want to bring common sense back to the floor of the House of Representatives. Now is the time for a new generation of conservative leaders to stand up, and I am here to stand in the gap for Washington State. For more information, go to HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. You can sign up to volunteer, get on our prayer team, and support this run financially. This ad was paid for by friends of Heidi St. John for Congress. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. It's a beautiful time to live in the Pacific Northwest. This is my favorite time of the year here. Actually, that's not true. I think I say that almost every season. I really love fall. Really, lo- Actually, I don't really love winter here. Okay, so I have lots of favorite times of the year here. They just aren't winter. <laughs> So I'm loving this time of the year. The weather's been fantastic. My family and I home from our road trip. And a lot of things coming up on my calendar. You guys can find out more by going to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. This is Mailbox Monday. And before I get into it today... I want to remind you, because there's a lot of new listeners here, uh, that there have been a lot of guys asking me about some of my favorite podcasts. And so... I'm going to tell you about my favorite podcast, and then I'm going to tell you how you can submit a question to me to be answered here at Mailbox Monday. My all-time favorite podcast has got to be the podcast I recorded about yoga. The question was, do Christianity and yoga mix? Do they mix? And the short of the long answer is no, they don't. And I used to practice yoga. A lot of you guys heard me talk about it until I met a young woman at a conference actually in Coos Bay, Oregon. And her name was Jessica Smith. I had her on the show. She was on here twice. And that is probably the most downloaded podcast of all time here at the show. I'll link back to it in the show notes today. And I always ask people, you know, if you want to know, does yoga, do yoga and Christianity mix? I would ask you, do witchcraft, does witchcraft and Christianity mix? No. What if it was just a mild version of witchcraft and you weren't actually doing the chants, you were just doing some poses that the witches like? No, it wouldn't. And I think, I, I, you know, I have this conversation with people all the time and I think we need to be, be very careful not to be offended, right? So when this woman came up to me when I was speaking at a conference and she said, Heidi, I heard you were talking about yoga and I'd really, and I, I know that you practice yoga when you're traveling, that kind of thing, because I have a pretty severe back injury and the yoga was helping my back. And so I was talking about it on the show from time to time. And this woman said, you know, I really like to challenge you. Well, I had an opportunity in that moment. I could have said, nope, not interested. Don't challenge me. Don't want to hear what you have to say. Or 
I could have taken the opportunity and heard what she had to say. And I, in my mind, I sort of planned on giving her 10 minutes, ended up giving her an hour, and she literally changed how I view the practice of yoga. And so that's what I want to encourage you guys to do. Just ask the Lord, if you're on the fence about this, or if you're just not sure, ask the Lord and he is going to help you. So I will link back to that podcast in the show notes today. Next, one of my favorite podcasts had got to be my interview with the extraordinary author and speaker, Rod Dreher, on his book, Live Not by Lies. He outlines absolutely with 100% clarity what's happening to our country right now. And that is, we are moving very, very quickly towards socialism. And obviously, the end goal of socialism, always communism. We are moving that direction very, very quickly. He makes that point clear by going over and interviewing people who grew up in the Eastern Bloc countries. And they explain what happened to their countries. They weren't always socialist. They weren't always communists. There was a, you guys ever seen pictures of Iran in the 60s before the Ayatollahs took over and before the country went completely off of, off the rails into darkness? They were free. And we're free here in the United States. And as Benjamin Franklin pointed out when he was asked coming out of the 17th Continental Congress, tell us what kind of a government you've given us. What did he say? Who remembers? He said, a republic, if you can keep it. And so that's a fantastic interview. Again, that one is called Live Not By Lies. If you haven't picked up that book, I'm going to encourage you to do it. Live Not By Lies by Rod Dreher. Anyway, those are that's, that's going to keep you guys kind of busy. So those are four podcasts. I will link back to them in the show notes today. And then as we kind of go along, I'm going to, uh, boy, I've got another one that came to the top of my head, but I'll talk about it probably tomorrow or the next day. But this is an opportunity for you guys to listen to someone who has expertise in an area that maybe you don't, and then um, ask the Lord to show you how you should respond, right? Because the whole point of this show is to get you guys off the bench and onto the battlefield. All right, I'm gonna get to your questions today. For those of you who want to submit a question to the show, the way that you do that is you go to HeidiStJohn.com. You guys remember how to spell my name? H-E-I-D-I. If you get it mixed up, you're going to go to the wrong website. HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. A form is going to come up and you guys will be able to submit your question there. Please, 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 you guys keep those questions short and sweet and to the point. If you do that for me, it helps me be able to answer the question. You can also leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm forward slash Heidi St. John forward slash message. And again, you have 60 seconds to record that one. We're going to be playing some of those tomorrow. I've decided I'm going to try to do them all in one show simply because there's so much more work that goes into me putting a voicemail on here. I actually think it's interesting though. They're very interesting. So if you want to leave a message for me, a voicemail message, go to anchor.fm forward slash Heidi St. John forward slash message. And you guys know I'm interested in almost everything. So I I want you to ask me the questions that are really on, on your mind and on your heart. And let's have an honest conversation. The conversation is important to have. And part of what we're seeing happening, and this is how you know that we're living really in the midst of what can only be described as a as a potential cultural Marxist takeover of our country, part of what they're trying to do is stifle conversation. They want to stifle debate. They want to keep you guys from having these conversations. You know, we can say with 100% certainty now that the left completely owns our universities. They own the teachers unions. They own our secondary and elementary schools. They own the media. They own social media. 
And so you have to really search for truth. And that's what I like to talk about here. We like to talk about truth. You heard me talk last week about this thing I'm calling shot on the spot, how Joe Biden is sending his COVID injectors door to door in places all over the country. And when people stand up, guess what? They can't do it. They can't do it. And so I'm going to encourage you, keep standing up for what you know is right. All right. So first question comes from Sarah in Missouri. She wrote in and said, hey, Heidi, I'm a 10-year Christian school teacher turned homeschool mama once I birthed my own students. (laughs) Good job, Sarah. I'm a bit concerned with ACSI partnering with Unify Ed and some critical race theory language. What do you think? All right. So Sarah, I graduated from a Christian school, have been, you know, a fan. I'm very familiar with ACSI. I, like you, echo that concern. And so what's happening, and we're seeing this in, in you know, these woke churches. I told you guys, I'm going to keep saying the woke church is a broke church. If your church is woke, run for your life. Get out and get out while you can. So woke church is a broke church. A woke school is a broke school. And so if ACSI, uh, that's the Association of Christian Schools International, for those of you who are not familiar with that language, if the ACSI has decided to adopt the language of critical race theory, you need to get your kids out of those schools. And the reason I say that is because this stuff is poisonous on its face. You have to understand where critical race came from. And we've talked about this quite a bit on the show. And so I'm not going to belabor it here today. But the definition really of critical race theory is it's racist at its core. And by the way, critical race theory violating the Equal Protection Act of the 14th Amendment of the Constitution. So the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment of the Constitution uh, states that we are all, we all have the same protection. And critical race theory denies equal protection. Why? Because it's racist to its core. And by the way, uh, Washington State is also violating the 14th Amendment by teaching this racist doctrine. And we got to be doing everything we can to ensure equal protection for everyone. This is the duty of every elected official under Section 5 of the 14th Amendment of the Constitution of the United States. And we've got to know the Constitution. And if your schools are trying to be all woke and bring in the language of critical race theory, what they need to be told is that you are ushering in racist ideology into your schools, thereby violating the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment, Section 5 of the United States Constitution. And if that's what they're going to do, pull your kids out. You know, the the battle lines have been drawn. And so the question remains, you know, what are we going to do about it? Are we going to are we going to go along with this stuff? Are we just going to be quiet? And I told you guys last week and I'm going to continue to say it. The only thing that the left needs to to finish the absolute moral destruction that they have begun in this country is your silence. That's all they need at this point because they own the schools, they own the universities they own social media. They own the media. In many cases, they own the medical establishment. Right, right. We've seen this. How many of you guys don't trust the CDC anymore? Oh, that's me raising my hand on the back. I don't trust them. Right. Why? Because they've discredited themselves. And the only thing that these guys need for, for to finish the, the destructive course that they're on is for you to be quiet. And so raise your voice and raise it loud. Check out, if your kids are in a Christian school, find out if they're partnering with ACSI. Go ahead and do your homework. And you guys can send it to me, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. I want to see what you find. You know, I don't have time to sit over here and and um, and research everything that comes at me. So if you guys have some research you want to send my direction, I would certainly love to see it. Marilyn from New York wrote in and said, my cousin and her young son 
who live far away, are coming to visit in a couple of weeks. We found out her young son now identifies as a girl. We have young children and are very concerned with seeing this and trying to process the confusion. How should we handle it? All right, a couple of things that, you know, I mean, I've talked about the transgender issue many times on the podcast, and here's the word I want you guys to remember. Are you ready? It's injury. You should write that down. The word is injury. The transgender movement is causing injury to our children. Our children need to properly understand sex and gender. And what's happening is, and a a proper understanding, by the way, a prerequisite for properly forming people in the truth and ministering to people who happen to be in need. And so we're not going to deny that there's such a thing as gender dysphoria. So let's kind of start there. Does gender dysphoria exist? Yes, it does. Is the solution to gender dysphoria to give kids these hormone blockers to mutilate uh, young girls by taking their breasts off of them at the age of 14 just because they're confused about who they think they might become or who they think they're becoming? No. And these gender ideologies that are being promoted throughout America, these are lies and they are injuring our children. And these lies are impacting not only kids who suffer from gender dysphoria, but all children who need to mature in their understanding of themselves as a boy or a girl or a man or a woman, potentially a husband and wife, potentially a father or a mother. I don't know if you know the history of the transgender movement, but in 2007, Boston Children's Hospital became the first major program in the United States to focus on transgender children and adolescents. Its website brags. Thereby, I call that the first real true Frankenstein hospital in the United States. These surgeries are nothing but Frankensteinish at their root. I don't care what anybody says. Now they're saying, you know, that there's how what are we at? What's the count that we're up to on genders now? Is it 400, 600, 800? I don't know. I suppose if truth is subjective, there could be, you know, if you come to me tomorrow and say, I think I'm a, a female unicorn, I'm going to have to go, okay. Parents are being told that puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones are the only way to prevent their children from committing suicide. So what they're doing is they're coercing and intimidating and scaring parents into putting their children on these life-altering drugs. Never mind that that the best studies on gender dysphoria show that between 80 and 95% of children who express a problem with 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 understanding their own gender and gender they come to identify with their body's natural sex if natural development is allowed to proceed and so my my grief and by the way uh studies have shown that people who have transition surgery 19 times more likely to die by suicide we are not helping these kids and shame on the disgusting Biden administration for pushing this stuff forward shame on them we, we're, we're living in an absolute upside down. Transgenderism hurts children. And if your friend is coming to visit you and they have a boy who's identifying as a girl, I would keep my child away from that child because I'm telling you what, it's injurious. It's injurious, right? You're going to put your kid around this other kid and thereby confuse them. Now, the American College of Pediatricians is urging educators and legislators to reject all policies that condition children to accept as normal life of chemical and surgical impersonation of the opposite sex. Because facts, not ideology, determine reality. 
It's not ideology. And transgenderism is an ideology. And there's an awesome, and in fact, uh, my friend Rod Dreher actually wrote this article way back in the dinosaur ages of the transgender discussion, right? So back in 2016, Rod Dreher wrote this article called Transgenderism Hurts Children. And I'm looking at a lot of these woke parents who, frankly, I think are suffering from um, Munchausen by proxy, who they're saying, you know, I- I'm not I'm not getting the kind of um, affirmation that I need. So therefore, my child is trans. My child is trans. I love my trans child. Look at me. I mean, I'm sorry. Look at my child. Me, 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 my child. Garbage. It's garbage. And these these parents who have mental illness, encouraging mental illness in their children, you want to keep your kids away from that. Keep your children away from that. I'm going to link back to this article. Here's one of the points that he made. They say no one is born with gender. Everyone is born with a biological sex. Gender, which is an awareness of oneself, male or female, is a sociological, psychological concept, not an objective biological one. So then he writes, no one is born with an awareness of themselves as male and female. This awareness develops over time, right? Like all developmental processes. And it might be derailed by a child's subjective perceptions, relationships. Like you guys have seen this kid, this poor kid who's being abused by his parents. Desmond is amazing. Some of you guys may have seen him. We got him on, you know, we got him on the woke Good Morning America show there. I mean, I I shudder to think what this poor kid's going to be like when he's 40. I shudder to think how many people are going to be abusing him by the time he's 40 years old? Why? Because his parents are saying, absolutely, we're going to nurture this delusion in your life. And people who identify as, quote, feeling like the opposite sex or somewhere in between, they don't comprise a third sex. They remain either biologically male or biologically female. The biology doesn't change. And we need to be very, very careful as we talk to our children about this, there are, there are pediatricians right now who are literally losing their jobs because they're talking about how transgender ideology has infiltrated the field. And I see it and many other people do as large scale child abuse. And so uh, some of you were taken you know, off guard by this. There's a wonderful article in the Daily Signal that starts out by saying transgender politics have taken Americans by surprise and caught lawmakers off guard. And that is absolutely true. I remember seeing a cover of Time magazine called The Transgender Tipping Point years ago when I was out on the road. And I said to my husband, this is never going to, this people are not this stupid. Yes, we are. We are the stupid. The emperor has no clothes. Just a few short years ago, we could not have imagined a high-profile showdown over transgender men and women's access to single-sex bathrooms. But that's what's happening. You know, people keep saying, you know, this isn't going to affect women's sports. Uh, Watch what's happening in the Olympics right now. Two transgender dudes took the, the, the place of two female Olympic athletes. This is wrong. And transgender ideology is not just affecting sports, it's affecting our laws, it's intruding into the lives of the most innocent among us, which is our children by and large, and it's getting growing support in the professional medical community. Why? Because they're cowards. Absolute cowards. This is not okay. I'm watching pediatric gender clinics now springing up all over the country. The Day of the Signal writes, pediatric gender clinics are considered elite centers for affirming children who are distressed by their biological sex. This distressful condition, once dubbed gender identity disorder, was renamed gender dysphoria in 2013. 
In 2014, there were 24 of these gender clinics clustered chiefly among the East Coast and in California because that's where the wokest of the woke live. Only a year later, they went from 24 to 40. With 215 pediatric residency programs now training future pediatricians in a transition-affirming protocol and treating gender dysphoric children accordingly, gender clinics are bound to proliferate further. Uh, I could go on and on and on. The transgender movement has gained legs in the medical community and in our culture by offering a deeply flawed narrative. And the scientific research and the facts tell a completely different story. And here's just a couple of those facts. One, twin studies prove no one is born, quote, trapped in a body of the wrong sex. Some brain studies have suggested that some are born with a transgender brain, but these studies are seriously flawed and prove no such thing. Virtually everything about human beings is influenced by our DNA. But very few traits are hardwired from birth. All human behavior is a composite of varying degrees of nature and nurture. So skin color, for example, determined by genes alone. Therefore, identical twins have the same skin color 100% of the time. And no, sometimes you see kids who have, uh, I saw just the other day on the, on the cover of a magazine that, uh, there was a black twin and a white twin. It's crazy. Two, gender identity is malleable, especially in young children. Even the American Psychological Association's Handbook of Sexuality and Psychology admits that prior to the widespread promotion of transgender affirm of, of transition rather affirmation, seventy five to ninety percent of prepubertal children who were distressed by their biological sex eventually outgrew that distress. But with transition af affirmation now increasing in Western society, the number of children claiming distress over their gender and their persistence over time has dramatically increased. You guys, we're in trouble. And so I guess to answer your question, I, I, I sort of went off on, on the issue a little bit, but I, I would be very, very concerned um, to have a young boy who identifies as a girl hanging around my young kids. And I, wouldn't, I would have the conversation with this young boy's mother because what she's doing, and maybe she doesn't know it, maybe she just thinks she's woke, maybe she thinks she's doing the right thing, but she's hurting her child. And you guys, I talk to these people all over the country and nobody, and I mean nobody, is going to convince me that this isn't hurting our kids. We are injuring our children and it needs to stop. And I have been saying for a long time, where is the church? Why is the church not at the front of this conversation? The Bible teaches us that God made us male and female in his image. This is an assault against creator God who created us in his image, male and female. And when we, move, when we remove that from it, and when we remove the church from it, evil will always fill the vacuum. And so I'm going to encourage you that way. I'm going to encourage you toward truth. Tell the truth in love, but tell the truth and protect your children because this is a dangerous ideology and it absolutely is part of the war on children, the ever-increasing war that we see on our children. All right, you guys, I'm out of time for today. I'm going to come back tomorrow. And I will answer more of your questions. Don't forget, I got a brand new podcast that drops every Tuesday over at America's Town Hall where I'm answering questions that come in about politics. If you guys are interested in, in uh, answer, you know, having me answer a question particularly about my run for Congress uh, and topics that are related to a congressional run or what's happening in CD3 or what's even happening nationally and federally at a congressional level, that is the place to leave those questions. And I will link back to how you can do that 
in the show notes today. Hope you guys have a great day. Don't forget, we are in the middle of a Bible study called Beautiful Lies. We just got done talking about transgenderism. This is a wonderful, wonderful study for you to engage in with your kids. Beautiful Lies by Jennifer Strickland happening now at MomStrong International. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening today. And I'll see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.